But I do want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. And it is the octave of Christmas. So we really show ourselves different from the world for the next eight days by staying in the party. Right? We do not give up on celebrating Christmas every day. For, yeah, some of you looking confused. Like, what? Are you? Yeah, that's actually what we're called to do is stay in the festivities for the next eight days. But as we reflect on the Holy Family today, a quote from St. Almost St. Pope Benedict has been coming to my mind. And uh, he once said, We were created for love, but on this side of paradise, love takes the form of the cross. We're created for love, but on this side of paradise, love takes the form of the cross. And we see that most especially in Jesus Christ, who we say is God made flesh. And yet when God expressed himself as love in this world, he did so in its apex through the sign of the cross. That is the true meaning of love in this world. And I think that's the, one of the biggest dramas in our life we have to struggle with, which is the true nature of love. And I was thinking about this experience I had some years ago. I was flying to Poland back when I was a seminarian. It's a really long flight. I couldn't sleep and the wine was free. So already the cars were against me. And so I was up for a long time and I started watching a movie called The Light Between Two Oceans. And it's about a man and a woman who fall in love and he's watching over an island in World War I. So he lives all by himself here, kind of as a guard. And she comes to live with him. And the beginning of the film does such a good job of like expressing that beauty of like the first infatuation of living together, falling in love. And it's almost like a, a, an image of Adam and Eve before the fall. Just all the beauty that they have in their relationship. But even there, there on this island all by themselves, they couldn't escape the cross and comes to find out that they had two miscarriages and she can't hold a child. And so that's the first thing that really brings a drama into their relationship. And then at one point they come across an abandoned baby in a ship who shipwrecked. And instead of turning the baby in, they claim it for their own. And then years later they run into the woman who had lost. It's actually, she's the mother who had lost that child and all the drama that comes up from what they decide to do. But kind of in the midst of the storms at the end of the film, like just in the darkest place that they're in, at one point, they go back to the beginning of the film and they give you an image again of that first love that they had before all of this suffering and trauma entered onto that island. And I still blame it on the wine, but at one point when I saw that original image, I just started to cry. Like it just hit me so hard. It was the most embarrassing thing because I'm sitting in the middle seat between two other people, right? And I have a hoodie over, so I throw it over my head. I'm like praying to God, nobody hears me. But I, I was actually thinking about like, why is this affecting me so much? And what I was seeing in my prayer in that moment was, why do they have to suffer? Like, why did the cross have to find them even there on this island? Why couldn't they just have that beautiful love and remain in that without the cross? And so what really I was confronting in my life was that existential crisis that we all have to go in when the love that we immediately experience in our life little by little reveals itself as a cross at times. And I was thinking about that as I was reflecting on another very holy couple, Gianna Beretta and Pietro Mola. And This is a couple that met in 1949 in Italy. Uh, Gianna was a great doctor. She already had her medical clinic. 
She was totally established. Then she met Pietro, and they fell in love. And within a year of meeting each other, uh, they got married. Right? So it was one of those very close, instant um, affections. And then I want to read to you a couple of letters that they sent to one another at the beginning of their relationship. She wrote Pietro. Dears Pietro, I hope you don't mind if I begin this letter by calling you by your first name and using such familiar language. After sharing our thoughts so openly yesterday, I think we can assume this level of intimacy, which will help us to understand and to love each other more and more. I really want to make you happy and be what you desire. I want to be good and understanding and ready for the sacrifices that life will require of us. I haven't told you yet that I've always been very sensitive and eager for affection. Now I have you whom I already love and to whom I intend to give myself to form a truly Christian family with affection, Gianna. And Pietro wrote her back immediately. He says, my dearest Gianna, I've read your letter over and over and even kissed it. A new life is beginning for me, the life of your great affection and of your radiant goodness. We are starting the journey of our love. I love you, my dearest Gianna. I could not have received a greater grace so ardently desired from our Heavenly Mother Mary than a family of my own. Now I have you, your love and affection, and I am finally happy. My love is yours, and I want to raise a family with you. I, too, want to make you happy and understand you well. With all my love, Pietro. So even reflected in those first letters, you can see that original intimacy and splendor of love, what it promises us at the beginning of relationships. In that movie I watched, um, Light Between Two Oceans, had the same dynamic. Before they came together on that island, all they did was write letters back to each other in that same affectionate, longing tone. But as Pope Benedict said, we were made for love. But on this side of paradise, love takes the form of the cross. So they were married September 24th, 1955. And Gianna wrote Pietro right before uh, their engagement, expressing her longing to be a mother. She goes, my Pietro, there are only a few days left, and I'm so moved when I come to receive the sacrament of, of love in the Holy Eucharist. Let us become collaborators of God in creation. That way we can give him children who experience him and serve him. It's like that's, that could be like the most classic Catholic pickup line. You, know? <laughs> you want to become a collaborator of God in creation? Like, all right, that's very traditional. But they, so they got right to it. They had three children in four years. Um, already also, though, the tragedy of two unfortunate miscarriages entered in. And it was when Gianna became pregnant with her fourth baby uh, that they really came to the crossroads of their marriage. In the second month of the fourth pregnancy, Gianna was diagnosed with a large tumor within, within her uterus, and it threatened both her life and the life of her baby. And the doctors at that same time gave her three options. She could remove her uterus or remove the fibroid and terminate the pregnancy either of which would have killed her child, but definitely saved her own life. Third option was to remove the fibroid and continue with the pregnancy to uh, completion. This was the only option to save her unborn child, but the risk of pregnancy-related factors would really put her own life 
at jeopardy. As her and Pietro were praying over this, uh, at one point, she was before the Blessed Sacrament, and she wrote Pietro another letter. And this is what she said to him. If you have to decide between me and the baby, there is to be no hesitation. You choose the baby. I demand it. Save it. She underwent surgery on September 6, 1961, and her baby Gianna Emanuela was born April 21, 1962. And after the birth, Gianna became immediately very ill according to an, due to an infection inside her uterus, and she never even got to leave the hospital. And sadly, with all they were trying to do to save her, within just one week of her baby being born, she herself died on April 21st, 1962. Her last words before she passed were, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Uh, nearly 50 years later in 2004, with her spouse Pietro present along with her children, including Gianni, Gianni Manuela, John Paul II uh, beatified her. Now she has the cause for canonization. So why this story on the feast of the Holy Family? Again, those words of Pope Benedict XVI. We are created for love, but on this side of paradise, love takes the form of the cross. And that's the reality that we all have to grapple with in the midst of the most intimate loves that we have in our life, which is specifically within the family life. And that was the reality that I myself had to confront and weep over just by watching that movie. You can't escape the cross when it comes to love and comes to family. And I've actually come to believe from my own experiences and from what I've seen in so many other inspiring couples that it's actually through their grappling with the sufferings they encounter in their relationships where they're truly transformed into the saints that they long to be. They become Jesus Christ through the very crosses they encounter. It's like men or women are drawn by love into marriage and they are transformed by the cross at times they find within it. In the same way that priests and religious are drawn to celibacy in love of Christ, but then we are transformed by the cross of celibacy once we are within it. And that's a mystery we have to comprehend. We cannot comprehend without the faith. And that's why I tell you guys that the greatest litmus test of Catholicism in any culture is marriage. Because the first thing that dies away wherever the Catholic Church, the culture of the Catholic Church dies away, is fidelity unto death. Because we are made for love, and love is our happiness, we will always seek that primarily through relationship. But if we do not have a firm understanding of the gospel of Christ, that true love takes the form of the cross, of total self-giving for the life of my children, for the life of my spouse, then when the cross has presented itself to me, that's when we turn away. And that's one of the main reasons we have such a breakdown of family in our times. Because we have not yet come to understand that it's actually through the cross that we become full expression of love. As Gianna wrote to Pietro before their marriage, my Pietro, there are only a few days left and I'm so moved when I come to receive the sacrament of love in the Holy Eucharist. Let us become collaborators of God in creation. Because 
All her desires were formed in the presence of Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist to be mother and spouse. When she herself came to the crossroads of her own sufferings in her life to be a faithful wife, to be a faithful mother, she actually became the very thing that she received in the Holy Eucharist. She became a total gift of love and sacrifice for the gift of her child and of her family. Let us pray for the grace in our own relationships, in our own family lives, in our own vocations. Pray for the grace that the crosses I encounter within that might give me the grace to be transformed in the very thing Jesus Christ offers us in every Mass that we come to a total sacrament of love, a sacrifice for the life of those God has given me.